0: Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. I am thrilled to introduce you to Claire Boss Scott. She is inspiring people to thrive and deliver exceptional customer experiences in unique ways. We talk about two topics. One, mystery shopping. Yes, what's old is new again. What is mystery shopping? How do you do it? Why does it matter? You're gonna learn. Also, she explains the power of feng shui. Well, what does that have to do with customer experience? The answer is a lot. How you feel in your workplace and your environment affects how you show up for customers, employees, friends family and strangers you're going to want to take a lot of notes from this episode because there's a lot of great actionable tips please share this episode with friends leave me a review and subscribe to doing cx right on your favorite podcast channels it would mean so much now let's get on with the show hello claire Bosk scott welcome to the doing cx right show Hello, hello,
1: Stacey. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? How exciting. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm in love with your accent. Where <laughs> tell me where where is that? Well, I am French originally. So I was born in Paris,
1: but I move on a little island which is called Jersey and is based between France and England. So I've got a kind of a Frenchy, kind of Englishy, kind of English accent at the moment.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. And I love having people here who had their own uniqueness. So you fit, you fit exactly (laughs) what I'm looking for. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell the audience, who are you? What do you do professionally? Sure so um yeah a little bit like you i think we're
1: sharing uh, the same passion for customer experience uh, for me it kind of started i guess my my parents had a restaurant so i kind of grew up in that environment of customer service and really kind of you know what it's it's you either love it or hate it right so i kind of grew in that environment i worked for in places like disney world in florida and i worked in Uh, hospitality most of my kind of uh, um, adult life, really. And about 12 years ago, when I was um, running, managing a hotel, I realized that on our little island, we didn't have actually had anybody measuring the customer service and doing that mystery shopping, you know, that real measurement. And we had to fly people out from the from from the UK, from England, to actually do the, the work. And I was thinking, surely we should be able to do that locally. And it just a little idea sparkled at the time. I was getting divorced, and my kids were six and ten. So they were still very small. And I just wanted to be there for them as well as being a good mom and all that kind of thing. So I decided to set up my own business. Why not, right? (laughs) And the core of the service has always been about inspiring businesses to deliver amazing customer service and how to best do that by actually measuring the service and then looking at, you know, how can you celebrate successes? And then how can you actually improve the different uh, touch points and the different areas that you've just measured? So that's kind of mm. how it all started, you know, that with the mystery mm. shopping as a core. And then it grew a lot more into really kind of understanding the journey, really onto the customer, the employee experience, as well as the customer experience. And this year, uh, an additional to 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 my uh, my program is my Be shoey method, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit further in the in a podcast.
0: Yes. So, what's your why? Why are you so passionate about this?
1: Yeah, there's something about it, isn't it? That just make you feel when you make people feel good you release all those happy hormones, right? When you see people happy, and enjoying themselves, you feel good yourself. So I love releasing happy hormones. So I love making people feel good. And that's what mm. I've always thought. It was always about how can we run a business, but to enjoy our lives, enjoy everything that we have, make people, our customers feel good and happy and make our uh employees feel good and happy. So that's
0: kind of why
1: I do what I do, really.
0: <laughs> and it's so basic. It sounds so mundane, Let make people <laughs> feel happy. Like it, it sounds so, I don't know, just, yeah, mundane, but it's true. It doesn't happen enough. So that's why we're doing this. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, everything that you can do to make that connection, to make sure people that you care. You know, you really truly are building relationships with people because you really are, you know, giving them something that not everybody does. And, you know, when you do that, they will want to come back to you. They will want to do it again. They will want to tell their friends and family. And this is what trust and nurturing those, those relationships are really important. That loyalty piece that we talk about. You know, make your your
0: people feel good, and then they'll they'll come back to you yes, what's one fun fact people might not know about you so I'm
1: not sure it's fun, but that's kind of a triggered something in my life this year, so um obviously, the pandemic arrived, and that was a big huge challenging uh Few weeks, few months, uh, and um, and actually, I had i lost all my all my business in three days. So, I've had to kind of you know rethink, reevaluate, re 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 the whole all re possible, and suddenly I realised that I had a gift that I wasn't using. And uh so this special thing that you know I hadn't been ta- telling a lot of people is a passion for feng shui. You know these uh those ancient princi- the Chinese principles uh about the environment, the feng shui principles. Have you heard mm-hmm.
0: of it? I a little bit, not as much as you though.
1: <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so feng shui was a passion of mine and really kind of looking at the environment and how can you enhance that environment so you can feel good in yourself. And so I decided with all those incredible changes that we've um we've all experienced, right? From suddenly working in office to the next minute you have to work on the side of a bed or kitchen table or having three or four different people around you, which you know it's it's quite challenges all those things. Uh, to bring and really blend those Feng Shui principles with the modern business needs. Um, So the outer energy and the inner energy. And when you feel good outside, you feel good inside, you're going to give great customer service, right? That customer Mm. experience is going to be super, super good. So it was really... uh, that was something that I was hiding away. And this year I was a big, brave girl. I felt like I was coming out of a closet or something, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you do something a little bit different. And uh, I felt perhaps it was a bit woo-woo. And you know what? We need woo-woo. We need some woo-woo-ness in our life. We need to be able to really kind of things that are happening around us and you can't explain them because it just happens. It's all about that energy piece. And when you start realizing it, you can start aligning your environment, aligning your own energy with it and things start flowing in such more beautiful ways, especially in businesses. It's just once you start shifting energy, it's incredible the changes that you can get.
0: Mm, I love that. Oh boy, we can spend the whole episode just on this topic, <laughs> but we'll we'll table that for a moment. So I want to read a couple statistics that you have on your website, and they're really eye opening and and great conversations. So you state uh, based on some research. Uh, discovered that 42% of small businesses fail because there's no market need for their service or products. 29% ran out of cash. 23% didn't have the right team running the business. Mm. 19% out competed. And then another several percentages of pricing and cost issues, poor product Mm. offering, and this one really gets me 14% failed because they ignored their customer and more so and this one the last one and the first one actually they're just so
1: connected with each other right you know when you're looking at those um those figures and you're looking at you know 42% of businesses fail because there's no market needs again it comes back to understanding what their customers want and a lot of the time we do that we go off and we think we're going to think that everybody's going to want our service or a project we think it's magic it's wonderful it's going to save the world and no one wants it and that market research piece when you're a small business or a large business larger businesses do it a lot better whereas the small businesses a lot of businesses just go off and do you know things without really researching it properly without asking the questions to their customers properly and really understanding their customers need and that's a big big part of that that experience and and having a business where you actually give your customers what they need <laughs> that's really kind of uh, it's a big part yes. of it right
0: <laughs> yes so understanding what customers need and want you're Reviving what I think is somewhat old that you've made new again, which is mystery shopping. What mm. is mystery shopping? And what is that what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, again, it's difficult to manage things when you don't know what really is going on in your organization. And we have, you know, whether you know if you're a sole trader and you this just you working here, right? ok? You probably know what's going on in your organization. But if you have one shop with maybe two, three, four, five, ten staff and you have two shops, you have 50 staff and you start growing, you are not necessarily in that organization 24-7 knowing exactly what everybody is doing. So to understand those touch points, to understand what you're doing right and to understand where and identify some of the area for improvement And we know, you and I, Stacey, we know that, you know, many customers will come to your shop if they're not happy, they just won't return, right? They won't tell you why, they just don't come back. So if you don't have a process and a way to actually really understand what is working and and where can you improve, then this is where the magic happens, really, because you are able to really uh, get to the next level. And we always say, you know, tell us what you think, give us some feedback, you know, tell, you know, all the businesses, you need to tell your customers to give you feedback, do the surveys, do all this, because that's the only way you're going to learn how to improve, right? And so doing mystery shopping for me was always a real objective way, a, a human way to really kind of get that feedback to just going through the process of checking into a hotel and, you know, being taken to the rooms and going through the whole journey to really understand the touch points. And yes, of course, you know, we, we know that, you know, maybe one staff wasn't feeling well that day, but you you can, you know, you can pick up those informations. But as a whole and as an organization, you can really kind of start seeing what's doing, what's right and what can you improve? And that's a really really powerful way to engage your employees by you know by showing them how they what they're doing right and to engage managers and CEOs to really define what that customer journey is. At that particular point, if every time a customer do something and it's not right, that means there's a problem. So let's let's solve that problem. Let's make sure that everything that you do
0: has your customers in mind. So doing it for a local business is probably easier. How do you apply that in an online world where everybody is all over the place? Right. And,
1: you know, that was the big challenge and the adaptation that we've had to do during COVID. So suddenly there was no face-to-face and that's kind of the, the big mystery shopping. You kind of think... It's bricks and bricks and mortar, right? Um, where really it's it has changed so much over the last couple of years because of you know the, those um, those the, the COVID uh, and the demand and what people had to could do and couldn't do. So. Mystery shopping online is just as important, uh, you know, to understanding your touch points on your website. To so understanding is it working or is it not? How long does it take to go from one page to the other? How long does it take to receive the goods? How long, you know, all those kind of things can be done. And it's, it's has really moved. I mean, I've seen some of my my colleague doing mystery shopping on, we've been doing conferences, mystery shopping, you know, so you're attending a conference, the before, during, after what's been happening. We've been doing mystery shopping on banks, you know, asking for loans, uh, you know, doing those virtual kind of, you know, uh, conf- conversation with the businesses. So doing the same thing virtually is so powerful because suddenly... Mm-hmm. You have your standards, you're creating that and you're able to measure it and, and change it, adapt it, move it, uh, create new standards, create new procedures as you go along. It's really kind of, it's, it's very, it's been amazing how um, how you can have, people have been using Mystery Shopping to really improve their businesses online.
0: Mm. Mm. Would you say in, in other words, it's like doing an audit? Of a business? Yeah, so I think audit was probably the,
1: the the kind of old the older way to do mystery shopping. You know, you're kind of walking in where the lights on take, where they're wearing their name badge take, you're kind of getting that. Um I think mystery shopping has evolved a lot more into that emotional connections, which you know we will talk about connecting with your customers on an emotional level. So um being a lot more subjective perhaps rather than being objective. So you may have different questions and different setup of the questions and the way you answering. So you can have a bit of a, I felt this way when really mystery shopping is very objective. This is what happened and this, you know, this she was wearing a yellow shirt and that's, you know, that's you kind of saying the way it was. And with now the changes and we want to really understand how the customers are feeling You know, so a lot more, the questions are a lot more open and a lot more understanding, you know, how did you feel in that environment? Did your you know, will you recommend to your friend and family? And those kind of questions, which will actually um, help you. It may be a little bit more difficult to explain that to the staff and say, well, you know, they are still customers if they're walking through your doors and you made them feel that way. That means that you may be doing that to other of our customers. So a lot more questions uh, on, on that kind of um, subjective way, feeling, connections, five senses, you know, those kind of things. And of course, COVID. You know, that the, the questionnaires have just been changed all over the world to understand, you know, COVID procedures, uh, and because we need our employees to feel safe and we need our customers to be safe. So those were really important ways to kind of really adapt the questionnaire. So it adapting to your business at this moment in time. That's really, really important,
0: yes. And also, I've done this in the way of applying the approach to do competitive insights,
1: right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so powerful, right? You want to know what's going on, you know? In um, where are you in that market? What is your competition doing? How you know how are you benchmarking, and that's very, very powerful. We've done some incredible work um, on financial industries, you know. Just wanted to know what's going on around, and and, and then you you can start, you know, you can realize really that. It doesn't need much to really kind of increase that customer experience. It really is really powerful, isn't it, Stacey? That kind of thing. So yeah, benchmarking against the competition is a great, great way to understand where you are and mm. how you, you know, how the your competition is doing. Definitely.
0: If someone listening who's never done mystery shopping before, where do they start? What's the first thing to think about and begin? Uh, as a
1: as a as a business point of view, yeah.
0: yes. From a business yes. I point have a view. company, I have a company, or I'm a leader in a company, and I want to get that intelligence more than just doing my own surveys. So what advice would you have to begin this approach? Walk the walk.
1: again, you know, we talked about simplicity earlier. sometimes it's just as simple as that go around your own shop or your own you know organization and pretend to be a customer what do you mm. want to see how do you want to feel how do you want the, co- the employees to, to connect with you what do you want them to 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 do when they see you when they hear you when do you want them to stand up do, do you want them to smile do you want them and then you're starting walking that walk and actually once you do it yourself you're realizing that you know you're you perhaps you've got standard and you thought that would work but actually perhaps it doesn't work for in reality so walking the walk is a great thing using your five senses that's kind of the yes. next very it's a very simple way to do it but that comes back to to my environment and my beast chewy kind of program but you know the outer energy affects us internally so You know, when you're walking in through your, it could be an office, you know, not just a shop, restaurants, hotel, what can you smell? What can you see? What can you hear? What can you touch? What can you taste? Use your five senses and really start, you know, mixing that customer journey, walking through their shoes and those five senses to connect on that emotional level. And this is very, very simple way to really kind of get started with a program.
0: Do you recommend, is it the executives doing this? Is it the lower level? Is it the mid-level? Who's doing it?
1: Well, at first, if you've never done a program yourself and you're interested in doing it, um, it's interesting to get, you know, like you see in those programs when you, you know, undercover boss, you know, that, that's the, yes. that's a perfect way to really kind of make you realize that actually as a boss, do you really know what's going on in your business? So go and do it, you know, go and walk the walk. Um, but then the, the next step, which is the second kind of very interesting step, it's getting your employees to walk the walk. Because then they start realizing, well, this doesn't work like that. So there's no sign for this. So how should I be doing this when I haven't got that? So then they start, you know, bringing their own kind of feedback as well into it. So, you know, you have that doubling of, you know, them being engaged and be becoming part of the program and knowing that it's going to work because they, they've been part of, of it. So when you're creating that question then the first time, always the objective, of course, what you're trying to achieve out of it, you know, do it yourself, do a bit of a walk around, create that questionnaire depending on, you know, what you're trying to achieve out of it and then give it to your shoppers and then give it to your employees and get your employees to go and do that benchmarking the competition. Yeah. Because again, you know, that's a fabulous way to get your, get your employees with that questionnaire you just created and get them to check out what's going on around them. You know, if you've got a restaurant, get them to go to the restaurant next door and do the questionnaire there. And then they start thinking about this. Wow, you know, this becomes very, very powerful. And leave your
0: bias out the door. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. But again, you know, I think when when you're putting a program and you're getting started, you know, it's it's fine to to do that and get people engaged. When you're putting the program then together and you're rolling out the program, that's why using a mystery shopping company is always a better way than using your friends and family. Because, you know, yes, you can get your friends and family to do it. But like you said, you know, they are your friends and family and, you know, they will feel a little bit, you know, that they can't really say this or or they can't really say that. or they will say this. (laughs) So... Um, using a company, and and again, you know, I'm a member of the Mystery Shopping Provider Association, professional association. Use one of the company which is part of the MSPA, whether it's in the US or whether it's in Europe. You know, check out who you're working with because you know, I've, there's there's a lot of scammer there, and you would really don't want to be you know getting into somebody who's going to be doing the wrong job, you know, do something with somebody who's got ethical conduct and they're following their ethical conduct of the MSPA. And and that's a really good way. Then you're really getting that feedback from professionals. So they're not, you know, a friend and family who doesn't really know what they're doing. They are professional shoppers. They've been trained. They are being trained for that for every project. They're being trained on different things. Whether you're doing a call center, whether you're doing a hotel, whether you're doing a website, every project will have a a separate kind of procedures for the shoppers and they're all being trained specifically for that. So, you know, that's why when you're putting rolling out your program, do roll it out and and use, you know, sometimes you think you're saving money, but you're not really.
0: Mm. So as we're reaching the end, I do want to tap into a topic that you speak a lot about, and it makes a lot of sense too, which is all around thriving. And a lot of us through, you know, past COVID, anxiety's high, everyone's patience is low. And as customers and as employees, each of us, what is your advice about how do we, how do we thrive? Well, so,
1: you know, our own state of being um, is affected by the way we feel, will affect the way we think, will affect the way we behave. So if you feel good in the morning, you open the windows and it's sunny and you're going to say, oh, yes, this is going to be a super day. And you're getting up, you're skipping to work and everything's (laughs) going to roll out, right? And you feel that energy and you feel good. And then you've got those people who just open the windows and it's raining and then they can't get their coffee machine to work and then they're going to be late because the car's not starting and everything is going to be wrong. So we need to kind of realise that this is the effect that we have. Our thoughts, our feeling and our behaviour are all connecting. So creating habits and creating things for your inner energy. So inside, you feeling good in yourself. Those are create. You need to create habits. And that's really kind of important. You need to surround yourself with things that inspire. So coming back to the environment and the Feng Shui piece, you know, if you have an environment, if you've got things on your wall that inspires you, if you got a window where you can put your head outside and breathe some fresh air, if you can have, you know, a, a beautiful, healthy lunch, uh, all those things kind of work together. So your outer energy is just as important as your inner energy. And once you build those two, and you really have different habits and topics that you can use, you will start thriving. Small things, Stacy. Sometimes small things, like, for example being grateful of things. You know, today, uh, what an amazing way that you and I can speak to each other. Like if we were next door, right? You're in New Jersey, I'm in old Jersey. And it's like we're next to each other. How amazing and how grateful we should be for all those things every day. So just starting a little grateful journal will give you those feelings inside. And I come back to, to the feelings because... You know, those happy hormones, when we feel good and we make people feel good, we release happy hormones. And when you do that, you want to do it again and again. So why Mm. not do it? So feel good, smell good, love things, look at things, touch them, use your five senses to really kind of drive those good sensation in your body. And you all start to really kind of see the shift inside you as well. Does that make sense? Mm.
0: It does. I think you're going to open a lot of people's minds and curiosity <laughs> to feng shui and and how to use that as a way to show up better mm-hmm. f- for their colleagues, for their customers, friends, family, strangers. Mm, totally. You know,
1: there's a small, very small thing that you can start right here, right now, And we'll start shifting your energy around. It's decluttering. Okay, so I'm giving you a challenge and I'm giving all your audience a challenge. Nine minutes for nine days. So nine minutes of decluttering. It's Nine minutes isn't much, is it? Hmm. It's nothing unless, you,
0: you, unless you're <laughs> running a marathon then you're <laughs> that's a different story but yes you're right Let, let's go nine minutes yes so nine minutes declutter
1: for nine days so you could be decluttering your desktop right i see desktop sometimes with hundreds of files how can you find things you're never going to be productive if you've got hundreds of things in front of you declutter your filing cabinet if you want new clients I, Get rid of the old clients that are bugging your filing cabinet. Clear your filing cabinet and start seeing some energy shifting around that. Nine Mm. minutes, nine days. You're going to start seeing such a change. It's amazing.
0: Well, I love this. And people might say, what does this have to do with customer experience? What does this have (laughs) to do with any of this? But the truth (laughs) is, it's how we show up and it's how we can really service others because you can't give to someone else unless you're whole yourself.
1: Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your inner energy, your outer energy will affect the way you behave with people, will affect the way you communicate with people and engage. And whether you're giving that great service or not, whether you're thriving, you know, if you're thriving, that means that your inner and outer energy align with each other And then you really, you feel so good that, you know, you're really thriving.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for all of that. How are people going to be able to find you? I know they're going to want to about everything (laughs) we just spoke about. Um, What's the best place? And I'll put it in the show notes.
1: Sure. So um, I'm in social media. So anywhere on social media, you'll find me, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. So Claire Bosk Scott. And then again, my website, com. you'll find I've got blogs, articles. I've you know I go into a lot more of the, the, the principles, the details. I've got some videos on YouTube as well, which are pretty cool. Um so yes, there's there's lots of information out there. But if you do want to get in touch as well, just message me on one of the social media or email me, I'll be very, very happy to to have a chat with you.
0: Well, thank you. This was very inspiring and informative. And I know that you're going to make an impact on someone's life today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, Stacey. It was really, really cool to finally meet you.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lessons shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com. To learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacy Sherman doing CX right.